Welcome to The Grudge. I am your host, Dan Nichols, and I am joined by, you can't get a speeding ticket if you can't hit the speed limit, Brian Sanchez. Hey, what's going on, guys? And I also am joined by, you can't get a speeding ticket if you're in a Prius, Tim Wesley. I mean, you probably could. Yeah, no, but, but if you're going through a school zone, maybe. I mean, that might be the reason that I've never gotten a ticket. <laughs> yeah, well. Because it's like, oh, it's a Prius. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, just let him go. <laughs> Which is, dude, is honestly why I would love to see a 2J in one of those. Like, that would be insanity. Oh, yeah. Somebody make that happen, please. I've been, I've, dude, I've been thinking about it for so long. And you have to do, essentially, you have to cut the entire floor pan of the cabin of the car out. Because you would have to knock... Well, the, the firewall back probably about two feet. The upshot is is that if you did that and didn't finish the project, you could sell it for more money than you bought it for. No, I was so I was on <laughs> I was on Copart and I was trying to find like a, a decent chassis for because I, I wanted to be as like unassuming as the second, maybe third gen, whichever one mm-hmm. my wife has. And uh it's just the one that doesn't look fancy. So I was like, that, how cool would that be to, to that be the one that just all of a sudden makes 2J sounds? <laughs> You're pretty dope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck that. Put all that on. I want it to pop. Anyways. So, Tim, what are we talking about this week? Oh, I actually don't know. You're going to cut this. Which one did we choose? <laughs> Overrated <laughs> exotics. Stop <Not> cutting that. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I have that up. Hey, Tim, what are we talking about this week? Overrated exotic cars. There you go. Hey. hey. Anyways. So, look, we all know exotic supercars are... They're the ones that have posters made and are sold at, like, scholastic book fairs. And are put up on every 13-year-old boys and girls. Dan just fucking dated himself so hard. I was going to say, man. No, there's still a thing, dude. Are they really? Yeah. Well, he's the only one that has was, kids. I was so. say, we can I tell we kids. don't have children. It's good to see that they're still selling toys at For the bookstores. 16 it's toys a piece. It's probably just toys posters. And then, like, if you it's want like, a book, uh, you have uh, to book. bring in your iPad and they just put the code in for <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, actually, there are a few books that, like, it says uh, digital copy code inside or something like that it's kind of kind of funny anyways um you know i lamborghini countach um i had that one on my wall what else did i have i had the a dodge viper one like the first gen that didn't have the windows that rolled down like you took them off yes i had that one um but look i had a i had a diablo too yeah i had a diablo at one point it was yellow yeah mine mine was not yellow it was red with white letters which was really weird but it was the one that was in hot pursuit because that poster ah, came with hot pursuit there you go it was like a i got it for playstation and it was the in the big box do you guys remember the big boxes for playstation one that were like DVD yeah, cases i remember it was in that so i have two things for the kids that may be listening one we cuss a lot don't cuss listen to your mama what two, the fuck are you talking about <laughs> two is that. Back in our day, uh, racing games, you didn't get to customize shit. Mm-mm. Like, when it came to customization, it was really cool if you could change the colors. That's about it. That was it. For early games that we used to have, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, once you got to, like, Gran Turismo, A-Spec, you yeah. know, you could change a whole bunch of, like, internal parts. But, like, exterior was still, like, wheels and color. That's it. There's yeah. one Gran Turismo game that you And there could... were preset colors, by the way. Yeah, oh yeah. You couldn't do, like, there was no color picker. It was just switching between what was available. Right. Um, there was early Gran Turismo stuff you could do, say, like, if you got all the way to the last class, you could pick that car, but then make it look like the normal one. Right. That's, like, one thing I, I, I yeah, kind were, of remember. There was, um, I remember in Gran Turismo A-Spec, there were, like, there were only, like, five or six uh, cars that were available to do this, but you'd like if you upgraded everything, you could go to and uh, select a uh, race car livery, mm-hmm. and typically they were modeled after actual race cars. Yeah. Um, just to date this a little bit, uh, <laughs> the first one that I figured out you could do this was a Mark II Supra. Sure. So, anywho's you remember that one, that green one? I do. Yep. Okay. Back to the topic at hand. 
not looks. We can all agree that almost all uh, exotics look good. There, there are certainly ugly ones out there, and there are really fast ones out there. But like every other class of car, there are some that are wildly overrated. We're going to touch on a few, and before we get into this, when you are listening to this list, and you think of one that we don't say, go to Facebook, Instagram, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify now, leave us a comment, let us know, and if you disagree with one that we say, all the usual suspects, let us know. Tell us why. We would be more than happy to debate that with you. I will not tell you that you're wrong until you realize that you are wrong. Okay? I have some kind of reasoning behind why I think just most exotics are, are kind of overrated. I'm good with that. Right? Go ahead. So, to be honest, like, I consider a lot, like, exotics to me are usually supercars or hypercars. Typically. Nothing below that I would really consider an exotic. That's, like, current, like, 30-something-year-old Tim with that mindset. Because, right. I mean, shit, I used to think, like, Astons were exotics. Astons right. are luxury vehicles. Technically speaking, they are an exotic because they're from overseas. But I get what you're saying. Like, they're not what we consider it, Yeah, it all exotic. depends on your definition of right. exotic. Right. Which is, like, so, so I, but I, what I'm trying to say here is, technicalities aside... I completely agree with you. Yeah. So it's like I, I'm sticking to hypercar, supercar, but dude, initial cost and then maintenance. Yeah. Like the the cars that cost as much or more than like houses. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. A car that costs more than my brand new house. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's not brand new anymore. But anyway, we've been there a couple of years. Yeah, three years. Almost four. Man. Man. Look at you. I know. I'm all grown up and shit. <laughs> um, so, look, I agree with you there. But there are people out there that don't have money trouble. Sure. Like at all. I mean, I don't have money trouble, but I don't also right. own a house. Right. So There are people out there that have more money than they know what to do with. Sure. And for them, this is really what those cars are made for. I mean, you know, have, have the, the supercar hypercar humanity category. Couldn't, like, so, so I'm not telling these people how to spend their money, Dan. It's just not something. Yeah, so these are these are this is a, a good second car, or or third, fifth car, <laughs> or after you buy your yacht car, right? Or a car to put in your third home, right? There you go. Um, and I honestly just I never would consider myself owning more than two vehicles like that are my own. One that's a oh, daily. Man. Then so like we've always we've talked about that in the past. We've had like the what would your garage look like? We have lists, right? But like in like based in reality, I would have one car that is a daily, probably a fun daily because whatever project car I would have, I would not have enough time to set aside to to actually make run. In any sort of time frame right. that makes sense. Proof. Project Lazarus. Right. Um, <laughs> so that's just why I can't, I, it's like it has no real appeal to me outside of I, these are cool things. Yeah. I think that my max, if I had all the money in the world, I won the lottery tomorrow and I had a job that was paying me seven figures. I think seven would be it for me. That way I could have oh. one car for each day of the week. I, I th- <laughs> it's not a bad idea. <laughs> um, I, I thought I was going to be the extravagant one and say four. Like, I think four vehicles. Like, one thing that I would drive on a daily basis, one that I would drive uh, to, like, go have fun at, like, the beach, off-road, kind of, like, a truck kind of thing. Yeah. Probably a van or something like that. Um, One reasonably sensible but sports car, like something, you know, like a... Mustang. Like a very... Yeah, like a Mustang, but like a balls-to-the-wall Mustang, and then... But you wouldn't have to get an SN96 V6 automatic. You no. get something good. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks. I, I, can, I can tell you what and Brian's then, talking about right now. And then one yeah. giant, ridiculous car yeah. that like, I would probably drive like three times a year like, right. you know, on, a, on a racetrack. And, yeah. Now, this is, that is important to note. Of the seven cars, I can say that comfortably that two of those are enthusiast vehicles. Maybe not even street legal. 
we are getting off topic. It's not a topic. Because like the, no, because this is because this is why yeah. you wouldn't necessarily like like that's why they're overrated. Because when you buy those vehicles, you're, it's not a thing that you're going to drive every single day. I don't care who you are, and yeah. you say, "Oh yeah, no, I would drive my Pagani Zonda." F, you know, whatever. Yeah, because every most, fucking day, bullshit. Most no, of them you would aren't, not. Yeah, most of them aren't even really that comfortable. Exactly. <laughs> Which is another thing I, I definitely want to talk about. But yeah. as far as like what we're we're going on about at the moment is mm-hmm. just like, dude, you can't daily these. Like Brian mentioned it already. Yeah. Kind of steal my thunder there, Brian. Sorry, man. You're good. Love when Brian talks, so I accept it. Um, but yet you chastise him. A little bit. Yeah, he took my shit. I like it. <laughs> I mean, a, kid's, a kid that would take my toy, I'm still going to say, hey, you took my fucking toy. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Dan's over here being like a preachy as shit. Like Dan would have fucking socked a kid. <laughs> as a kid. As a kid. As a kid. Uh, yeah, I was as about a ready kid. to say, can we not get... As my a daughter's going to like fall down and hurt herself and then people are going to be like... Somebody call CPS. As a kid. As a child. But that's that's not just it, man. Like, cause like that's these are kind of reasons that that dailying a car really wouldn't make any fucking sense. Um, you got to think about the little stuff, right? The fear of parking because you can't see out the fucking back. Um, parking lot door dings. Who wants to walk a mile from the back of the fucking parking lot to get to where you're going? Because sure. you don't want to park around anybody. Have any of you washed a car before? And not gotten swirls. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no. Right? That's why I don't wash my car. I let so other things do it. That's like uh, machines or people. But that's that still, are paid to do it. That shit still causes it. So these true. You have to go beyond that and you have to go to get it done. Detailed. Yeah, detailed afterwards, get yeah. it waxed, some cases refinished. Like that's mm. not something I feel like doing right. in a, in a car that is a car. Because as much as we talk shit about things being appliances, like these are things that you want to be able to use. And there's got to be some some kind of teetering point for like having like automotive remorse. To I can't drive my car because I'm afraid for a chip. I'm afraid, yeah. Right. I. So, let me start off by saying I agree with you on those points. Um, I am not a fan of garage queens. I'm not. Uh, cars were meant to be driven. Um, a car becomes more than the sum of its parts when it's on the road making you smile. However, on the flip side of that coin, I don't believe that all supercars are overrated because, and listen next week when we talk about this, there are, it is an opportunity for automotive makers to really just go all out on and create equipment and advances in technology that over the course of 5, 10, 15 years kind of filters down all the way into the base model cars and become requirements for actual cars to be built, like tire pressure monitoring systems and backup cameras, you know? Um, Real paddle shift. Real paddle shift and not, you know, I mean, even paddle shifts that were uh, computer-based. Yeah. That came from, actually, that came from Aston Martin with the uh, 1990s Vantage, um, or 80s, whatever, not important. But, furthermore, having driven an Audi R8 V10 Plus on a track, and even just putting it around, I get it. I totally get it. Um, and to be honest, like, of the, the list that I took, that's on the low end of supercars. That's right, exactly, exactly. Right. I have a list of one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight exotics. Eight, six. That I don't understand why people like them so much and why they exist. Ooh, so, okay. Mine, my six are going to be ones that are great, but in my opinion are overrated just for the simple fact of some reasons we can get into, but... Well, that's good. Sure. That's good content. That's natural content. That's good. We planned it that way. Nope. Nope. (laughs) All right. So, do we want to do this as like a back and forth, or do we want to? Let's go back and forth. Uh, All right. Start us off. Do you how how do you have yours categorized? I don't. Cool, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did uh, 
I did by cost. Uh, okay. So like, as a fuck man, as a consumer um, of most things, goods especially, it's something to me that cost is always like super important, right? And so there are other numbers that I've documented regarding these, but uh, I would say in their own right, all of the cars I, I picked to t- kind of talk about in this are great cars to someone. I think they're mm-hmm. pretty awesome, right? Because they're fucking supercars, and supercars are cool. Yeah. Just they're not f- for me specific. Well, right, right, and right. It, to piggyback on that, the cars that I have too, you know, I might not understand it, but there's somebody out there that does. Sure. And it, that's perfectly fine. Every car on this list, I would rather build something to take it out than buy it. I'm I'm that I'm in that same boat. Yeah. So even yeah. I I would say Brian might be behind this too because like yeah. it's just the amount of money that it would take to get these these vehicles is so insanely Absolutely. high that like you could buy a car, you could even pay someone to build it yeah. for you, and then you would still be able to do the general maintenance on it because it's not a fucking supercar. Exactly. However, I do want to throw it out there that whenever you build a car to go really fast. Things break. Of course. I don't care how much attention to detail you have when a car, the, the body, the shell of the car is not meant to go as fast as you're making it. Sure. Things break. <laughs> but it's like in that where I would say the, the lowest horsepower of the cars on my list is, uh, oh, I don't know, like just under 650 horsepower. Okay. See, right? So what I'm saying is that over 400 kind of a waste pretty yeah for for driving around in normal traffic and and you know normal roads the car that will never go over 3000 rpm because you're scared <laughs> essentially yeah. probably should be so uh, yeah there's that's like that. there's just so many points to this so like that's what i'm saying yeah. i think i think we're all in agreement even if it's not us building because like there i know there would be only so much that i would be comfortable building myself mm. that i would yeah. much rather have a car built and then be happy with it. Right. Because it, and there's there, a point you can stop too. So. And I've said it before. I'll say it again, I'm sure. There are, most people are not going to be able to tell the difference between 500 horsepower and 1,000 horsepower. They're just not going to be able to because fast is fast to them. And that's oh, yeah. fine. Honestly, I might be one of those guys. Then again, I've never really opened up a car that makes 500 horsepower. I mean, the Audi, yeah, but I don't even think that makes 500. I don't think so. I think it makes like four something or other. That sounds about right. So, so we're gonna let's get into this right yeah, let's, yeah, man. You know, we're 15 minutes in, haven't even touched on the subject. So, sure. yeah. <laughs> First one I got is uh, going to be the Pagani Huayra. Uh, you know. $2,500,000. That is the price tag for a 6.0 liter V12 putting down 720 Elegant but angry horses. <laughs> yeah. Look, I love this thing. Mm. Um, I'm actually more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, more interested in its predecessor, the Zonda. The Zonda. Yeah. I like the Zonda more. Um, I I put the Zonda in this category as well, and it is the one ridiculous car that I would have that I mentioned earlier. Like that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Would be a Zonda F. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I completely agree. For every single reason that you said. I mean, like, you can't see out of it. It's a ridiculous bitch and a half to park, I'm sure. Um, you're going to be scared. Something's going to happen to this thing if you drive it. And exactly. Like, anything yeah. over, like, 400 horsepower, it, when you're driving in regular driving conditions, is a fucking waste. Yeah. And for so, two and a half million? Yep. So here's... Insane. I agree with the price point, okay? That it, it's ridiculous amount of money. But... If I were to own that car, because I would, if somebody were to gift it to me, I absolutely would own it. And I would keep it forever. Um, that to me would kind of, I, I think that would be the car that you would own, that you want to drive your race car to the track, race it all day, and then drive it home. The active arrow on it, even though it's only been out for, what, five years, that active arrow that it pioneered, Literally everyone is doing it now. Everyone. And it's, it, they kind of brought it to the forefront. Other cars were doing Active Arrow before that. 
they they were, but not at the extent. Well, listen, not to and, the extent that that thing is right. Doing. I mean, and the the responsiveness of that active arrow system, and the fact that it has, it's not just active arrow in that it lowers it, brings out the splitter, and brings up the spoiler. No, there are four flaps on it that, depending on your steering input, the speed that you're at, and all that, there's a computer that makes a split second calculation. And raises each fin according to wh- the way that in which there's you're driving. There's three different flaps on the back of that. Like, like I the think spoiler on the back is split into three different pieces, isn't it? I think it's two. Is it two pieces back I there? I think so. Which now yeah. there's one that actually just has, there's just a spoiler on the back, but then it has the active arrow underneath it. So I guess that would. Mm. And the spoiler itself does change pitch. Yeah. So, it's yeah. Crazy. But again, 2.1 mil. Yeesh. 2.5. 2.5 oh, for shit. 720 horsepower. Well, That's yeah. a lot, man. So, $400,000 might as well be $4 billion to me, okay? Just same. <laughs> yeah, same. Pretty much. But you own a house. Like, that's... The, that price difference that I was wrong? More than my house. Yeah. So, one thing I want, one thing I want to, like, discuss in this is, like, uh, parking, right? Mm. Um, so, the Huayra is 6. Or it's six six feet eight inches wide. Good God! Wonder how wide a Corolla is. It's five feet nine. I was gonna say it's like five foot. There's it? a foot difference. That's insane. In width alone. Like I, I, I was like thinking about it. I was like, damn. I was like, think about like having to park that on a street. Yeah, but then again, like if you're in your Huayra, you need that much space for your wallet. Apparently, right? Like the your diamonds, your bag of yeah, of your jewels bag of, that you carry around, or and that trade money in. bag with the money sign on it, right? That you carry around. I, do I have a severe misunderstanding of how rich people walk around? <laughs> yeah, but they're monocles and stuff, right? I so I'm just so. like, I there's so many things about like all the cars on my list as well as Dan's because like I'm looking at his first car and I I understand where he's going with it, but it still costs more than it should. In mm. my opinion, yes. and the maintenance on this, I wanted to know what those maintenance numbers looked like. Oh and so boy. I started. I started looking. Right, I was like something as simple as a tire. Right, most exotics are going to be probably running Pirellis or some other company I don't know because Pirellis is the only one that I know of, um, and those are always expensive. Right, but then you have to buy specific tires that fit the specific rims that come on them, right. and then it's like even like tire compounds for those tires yeah. that are on these cars are proprietary to this car, to that rim. And it's like kind of a bummer because like I'm kind of a tinkerer. Like I'm not going right. to buy a car that I'm not going to fucking throw something dumb on. As something as small as a tire. Yeah. You know, like tires, we make that decision, what, every two to three years of yeah. what we're going to put on there? Anyways, so the first one on my list is actually probably going to be the cheapest that we are going to speak on. And that's the Lotus Evora. Look, Lotus, to me, has a special place in my heart. Uh, it, the first supercar that, I've, that I can remember seeing, my mom was watching Pretty Woman. And in that, uh, Julia Roberts it helps this rich dude, I forget his name, drive his Lotus Esprit because he can't drive it. It was a terrible car by like a reliability uh, reliability from uh, comfortability and everything it was useless but when you opened it up and that one week out of the year that it really worked man you never uh, never in a million years would you actually give that up there's just no way um so The Lotus Evora is powered by a V6, yes, a 3.5 liter or a 3.5 liter that is supercharged. It's a Toyota engine too. That's what I was about ready to say. Thanks for spoiling it. (laughs) It is a Toyota 2GR-FE. It's literally like the Camry. Yeah. (laughs) It is the Camry engine. Now, when you strap the supercharger on it, there are forged internals. Woo. To be honest, though, like, when you're fucking picking engines to use, that's not a fucking bad one. Look, 
the um, lease, the previous generation of lease was using uh, overseas. They were using the Lotus four banger over here. The Lotus four banger couldn't meet California emission standard. Of course not. So they brought in Toyota's four banger and it actually made more power than the Lotus one was because keeping in mind that Lotus's thing has never really been, let's just shove a whole bunch of horsepower into it. It's been about lightness. Literally a Lotus, the less you have on it, the more it costs. You're Look not at wrong. the Exige. Yeah. <laughs> You're the very, only very thing right. more that the Exige had was that like louvered back bit that replaced the back window and the trunk, or not the trunk, but the hood that was on the trunk. Whatever. Um, look, it. Toyota engine. This, this engine hits the. F- freaking lottery when it gets put into a Lotus as opposed to a Camry that has fake exhaust pipes. Sure. And, but I, I still, I just don't get it, man. Like, look, 275 horse, horsepower. That, that's enough, I suppose. But like, for that price point, and I don't have the exact price point in front of me, it. and it doesn't really even matter. What? How much? I said I'll get it. Oh, you'll get it? <laughs> okay. I, I, it's not necessarily important because <laughs> it's going to be more than 50. Sure. Okay. The end. It, it's going to be more than 50. If it was 45, yeah, okay. But it's not, especially for the supercharged variant. And... I watched a dude rebuild one of those, mm-hmm. and uh, their cabin is two pieces of um, like plastic, like it's fiberglass. Yeah, it's a monocoque. Yep, yep. Boop. There's a driver's cell, and then outriggers for the rest of the car. Yeah. Look, I just I don't understand it, and if somebody does, please, please feel free to keep it to yourself. But it's just I never really liked any of the Lotuses. To be completely honest with you, I liked. The Exige. I like the Esprit. A lot. And the and the Esprit. The Exige um, looks good. The Lotus 7. That one's good too. But Yeah. I mean, and look, I, I guess they look good, but I don't know. They've just never really done it for me. And that's fine. Like, other than last generation Elise Exige or the Esprit from the 80s and 90s, which I mean, kind of their flagships of the time, right? Yeah. But I just, I don't get it. I, like, I I like horsepower, sure, but I can appreciate lightness and enjoy light, but it, I don't know. For that get, money, you could build something so It's the badge, man. Like yes. that's, that's, it's the badge, and I guess I'm, the thing you could say is the power to weight ratio yeah, it's, it's got to be pretty I mean, good, but sure, know. sure. But I get it. But like, plus so. handling, it's not going to be a straight line, straight line car. That's like, true. For the most part, are you really making a mid engine for a straight line? Right. In the quarter mile, it's going to get smoked by literally maybe a Camry. Um, it, but Papadakis Racing Corolla for uh, sure, for sure. But the moment that that turn comes up, that's where it comes into its own. Sure. Not against the Corolla. Tim, yeah. what's we, your next one? We're moving on to another very expensive car. We're still in the mills here. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about the Koenigsegg Regera. Oh, see, I love that car, though. Same. I, these are cars that I like. Yeah. I do. Would I ever try to own one? No. There's other shit I would much rather own than... I, I get you on that, but the Regera is just... It's something to behold. Like one it, million, it wrenches your life. $1,900,000. So it's cheaper than the Huayra, nope. and it, I would rather own it. And, uh, so Even if I can't spell its name. The Huayra, is that V12? This is a 5.0 liter V8 pushing 1,500 plus horsepower mm-hmm. as opposed to the Huayra's 720. Seven. Remember, kids. Fucking hell. Too much horsepower is just about right. <laughs> I, w- I was like looking for different numbers and like I saw the 15, 1500 plus and I was like, I'm just using that. Like I'm not, I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, no. One is. Once you get to that point. Mm. So the, this one Drop to me, this one to me, like honestly, it's, it's just fucking absurd. Like the car is cool as shit. 
Koenigsegg and Pagani, both pretty small companies, make very limited runs of these right. cars, which is kind of why they're so expensive. Yep. I just, uh, whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, look I've, at them. They're cool. I've, always, I've, I've had the same reaction to every Koenigsegg I've ever seen. Like, I think they look insane. I'm, I mean, I'm sure they're probably really fun to drive. Most likely. Um, but I've, I've never desired one. Like, I don't know. Just, and we've, like, like I said, it's not that, like, I don't like super high-end exotic cars because I love the Pagani Zonda, mm. but just the, all the Koenigseggs just never done it for me. Uh, I don't know. See, they do because they're that boutique automaker, but they make these absolute slate. The Jira, the 1-1, like, it, it does it for me because they are this teeny tiny little company ran out of two airplane hangers. Yeah. Everything is hand built. Everything is carbon fiber. It's cool. It's it, that does it for me. I th- I think it's the amount of carbon fiber, maybe maybe that's maybe. Well, I can't say that though because the the Zonda is the Zonda F is a big giant carbon fiber spaceship. So, but here's here's like my my take on this right as the uh, there are cars that I would rather own like that new race version of Lexus's like track model mm. i'd rather own that yeah just i like, got you I, and I, I don't know why like i would just it just speaks to you sure well, uh, dude like i've said like to to own one of these you have to own a house i don't know if i ever really want to own a fucking house <laughs> right <laughs> so like you can't park one of these on the fucking street because no. it's either going to get vandalized or taken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to take that thing. Well, then you can make your money back off of insurance. Yeah, but then you can never get insurance again. Yeah. <laughs> this like, is you're, true. You're done. Like, they won't let you. Go home. <laughs> no more for you. <laughs> but it's just, it's crazy. This shit's bonkers to me because of how, how much these cars cost. Like, yes, they're fucking cool. I've seen, I, I think I've seen somebody take a, a Koenigsegg around the Nürburgring and it was fucking wild to watch. Yeah. But it's a sight to behold. I just, they're not for me. Yeah, I got you. All right, so I might get some hate for this, and frankly, I'm okay with it. You can buy one of these used, because that's the only number I could find this quickly, for $324,000, the Ferrari California. I'm not talking about the original one. The original one is very pretty, and I get why owning one of those it would be cool, but I mean, you're paying... 15 mil for it, whatever. Back in the early 2010s, um, Cadillac took a station wagon, a sedan, and a coupe, all of which could hold four people around the Nürburgring. These were the CTSVs. They went faster around the Nürburgring than the Ferrari California. The Ferrari California is a two-seater meant to be a Grand Tour that is fast as all get out. And Cadillac from Kentucky beat him with a station wagon. That cost, I think it was $50,000 at the time. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. Okay, so for pennies on the dollar, you could have something that's more powerful, more fun, more practical and plus, when you drive by someone, they're not thinking that you're a complete douchebag. Okay, if you own a Ferrari, you know you do. Don't, don't, don't try to hide it. And frankly, you shouldn't care because fuck the peasants, right? But <laughs> I it, look, it's one of those cars that I just don't get. Um, I, the, the Ferrari FF for instance, about the same price. That one I get because it has two seats in the back, two seats in the front, and then it actually has some cargo space. And it's all-wheel drive. So I I get that one. Just California, I don't. I don't understand it. Do either of y'all have any other Ferraris on your list? I did, but I scrapped it. Okay. I have the newest one coming out. Because I'm going to say this right now. Outside of that classic California, I think every single Ferrari is overrated. Right. And while Cro- we're on like, it, like the whole line, yeah. all of them, well, I, I, I get that it's like a badge recognition thing. And they're very, like some of their like grand tour cars are, are very nice. Um, I just, but I just don't get it. I don't get the obsession 
the level of obsession. I get why there's fans <laughs> sure. of them. You know, like I understand that there's like a history of like racing with them right. and things like that. Pedigree. Uh, yeah. But the level of obsession of people that like that, that people have for Ferrari, I do not understand it. I and I never will. I just never ever will. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Magnum. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I just This is the first well, time I ever saw Ferrari was in fucking Magnum PI. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. that's a pretty cool car. Yeah. Uh, I would say that the Ferrari GTO from the eighties, I, I would own. The whatever. But even that, I, I, that was the inexpensive one of the mm-hmm. time because the F40 had just come out. Yeah. So I want the cheaper one. I, while we're at it, can the I just say- The ones are the only ones that kind of make sense to me. Yeah. And it, honestly, like, can, can I, you guys are not going to agree. Brian's definitely not going to agree with this. Well, Tim will. I don't understand- the want for a mid-engine supercar convertible. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't understand that. Just blanket statement, blanket statement I, over it all. I, I, I understand why, because once you take the roof off of a car, the, like, the rigidity is pretty much gone, and so any sport handlingness is, is completely gone, and it's, it's wasted. So putting giant power plants into that kind of thing is kind of pointless. I get that. It's the luxury. Right? I still want it. Yeah, I still, like, I still want it. So like, to me, <laughs> to me, I, I see it as like it, it being the luxury of being right. able to to sun your bald spot. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> by the way, my well bald spot's put. coming in nicely. Nice, <laughs> man. But it's just, so. I, I'm, I'm, so I'm with Dan. Uh, I got, I got some fun numbers on this. Did you say how much that fucking California cost? I was only in a, keeping in mind I was doing okay. it rather I quickly. Have, but, I have that price. Okay. Okay. So the. California, so 2018 is the last model that I see here, $202,000. Oh, I just saw one for 234k. So used. This but was, they're one this of those cars that appreciate. Yeah, value. well, and it's it's base too because it's the 3.9 V8. Yeah, this one was so a convertible. Five 553 horsepower as opposed to the CTSV. That's uh, sixty sixty thousand dollars. 2011. <laughs> so, did you hear what I said though? 2011. Sixty thousand dollars still, like yeah. that's that's not how sure. much it cost then. It may have cost less then. Yeah. For some reason, this one I'm looking at on fucking Auto Trader is sixty grand. Well, because everybody wants it. But we got five fifty six um, with a six point two liter V eight, so yeah. it's it's close. Um, and the camshaft is where God intended. Fuck, still like I like I love that it's a wagon. I hate how it looks. Because it is still of that time where yeah, Cadillac was doing the fucking weird angles. Angles everywhere, you know? It's like, this, is, that, a, this is a fighter pilot, a fighter yeah, jet. You Let's know what, this. though? For me, it endears it more to me because it's so ugly and it's so dated now. Yeah, I like it. I guess. I'm Anyways. with you, though. I, I fuck, fuck Ferrari. The one I had <laughs> on my list was, uh, I'm not going to talk about it, but it was the newest one. It was pretty high up there. And it is a hybrid, so it was kind of cool that I put the it on Ferrari, there. The Ferrari, the Ferrari. No, this is that's the Strada, uh, Stradale. Stradale, yeah. Stradale. We're gonna move on. Stradale. Um, Stradale. Stradale. Yeah. I, I had to look up how to pronounce that because I was like, that shit looks like it says Stradale. <laughs> Fairly certain that the Italians won't say it like that. That's why I was like in my head. I was like, it's not that. Um, so we're gonna move on to to my next one. Um, it's gonna be the Aventador, the Lamborghini Aventador, and a. Yeah. Pretty reasonably priced, if like all things considering, is a uh, four hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah Brian's talking. I'll just like, I'll in, remortgage my house twice. In fuck pre-show, Brian was talking about R eight being a, like affordable or attainable. Yeah, at one hundred and seventy grand. Have higher goals than <laughs> yeah. the two of you. One hundred and seventy grand. Brian's I'd like, shoot for that'll be stars. fine that'll, one day. Yeah, one, one day, day. You know what? One day I'll take you for a ride in my hundred seventy thousand dollars R eight. You know what though? As as far as I'll the Aventador, <laughs> I'll, ta- I'll take that burger. <laughs> the the Aventador is again one of those that I understand why people have it. I understand why people lust after it. Me personally, I'd rather have a um, freaking uh, not Gallardo Murcielago. Sure, everybody loves Mercies, but the, the the Aventador to me, it's it's all the new tech. It's, mm-hmm. But it's yeah. still something that's like 
the leather used on those seats to get those seats reupholstered, like legit. No. Yeah. Like you get like I wear my another keys, car. You, I wear my keys on my hip. If I were to fucking forget to take them off because you don't have to put a key in anywhere. Oh, I would just stop carrying them on and my I, waist altogether. I popped a hole in that shit. No. Yeah. And like I don't I'm not gonna give a shit about most of the cars that I'd ever own if that happened. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? That's true. So it's, we got a six point five liter V twelve, seven hundred and thirty. So reasonable. Yeah. I mean I and it's all wheel. All wheel. Yep. All wheel with paddles. So you and again, it's one of those like in this straight line, sure there are gonna be faster cars than it. Just because of the gearing in it. Sure. But when you turn, that's where it comes into its own. Man, Even though that's it? a boat of a car. Have you ever it's seen one of those? Those are huge. Yeah. Gigantic. And by boat, I don't mean heavy. By boat, I mean they are present when you see them. Anyways, um, I'm about ready to trigger both Tim and Brian. And I'm going to say the Porsche 911. I don't understand it. I don't consider it an exotic. I must say, I wasn't going to consider this one an exotic either. Technically speaking, it is. No. So by by the definition that you were talking about earlier, yes, because mm-hmm. you're saying it's foreign to me. I, but yeah, I'm I'm more on on the Tim side of things where I I don't consider just because it's from when I was Europe. a kid. When I was a fucking kid, I used to think BMWs and Mercs were yeah. fucking exotic. And not, not all speaking, of them. not all of them. Like AMGs would it's be gotta, in this category. It's got to hit supercars. Okay, but, can but I? Yeah, but it's like the AMG Blacks, like okay. those kind of things. Like those are closer, but. I, yeah. Uh, okay. He's not lying. Hear me out. Triggers a little bit. Here, here. <laughs> he did say but not it. for the reason he thought. That's good. Would you consider the Audi R8 V10 Plus an an exotic? No. no. Really? Supercar. Supercar. It's Audi supercar. Okay. Whatever. I would. So like the only <laughs> so, the only 911 that I would consider to be like an exotic like this would be like the GT3 RS. Yeah, it would have to like be GT3 that RS. level of a 911. And that's, well, it's not how a about fucking like consumer car? And it, yeah, exactly. That is a track car. How about the Porsche 911 Turbo S, brand new from Porsche of Austin, for 300k? It's 298, 150. Not, and I wouldn't consider it like on the same level of the exotics that we're talking about. A little overrated, probably. You're just, Absolutely, you're wrong. I'm well. So. No, I mean we're fucking agreeing with you and saying it's overrated, Dan. So chill. <laughs> it's an exotic though. I don't I don't know, man. I don't I yeah, I, I still feel like that's that's a supercar. I, when I was our a definition kid. our definitions are a little bit different because mm-hmm. like you you're looking at it as like from where where it's from makes it an exotic. For us it's like it's the performance package, the looks of it, like everything like the the, the whole package of what the vehicle is mm-hmm. that makes it an and exotic I'm kinda, for us. I'm also kind of considering like uh the one exotic dealership that was in Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, they did have Porsches, but that is not the things they like. Took those in on trade for right Lambos and fucking Ferraris. Yeah, so like they when had people realized that oh, the 911 really isn't that great. I'm gonna get a Lambo. I don't really think that's a trade up. <laughs> I do. Just it's I th- I think a you're Volkswagen probably, bug. I think you're for, probably a, like a horizontal move there. To be completely honest with, you, in my opinion, do you just watch somebody- a Volkswagen Beetle? For, for the a 911 Lambo. Turbo S, yes. Okay, a turbocharged Beetle for is that a is that a six or a four? What flat, do you mean? flat six or four? Uh, flat six, no. It was a flat uh, six. So the no, new- it was a flat four because it was only the Turbo S. Yeah, the oh, newest. That's right. So the, that was a four banger. Yeah. Although I do appreciate the fact that they, um, although they have overhead cams, it is a boxer engine. Yep. Um, which my other love, Subaru, also uses. They're the only two automakers in the world that still use that uh, Somehow. engine. Solid, solid build, man. You just gotta, yeah. you gotta keep. You have watching to know them. how to build them and well, that, how to and engineer like, them. Keep watching them because, like, yeah, we've all discussed in many episodes. It's like, hey, check if you if you have oil. Just check oil. It's oh, yeah. By the way, when car. was the last time you checked your oil? Yes. It, it, you know what? Every time you listen to our voices, I want you to hear. You should check your oil. Probably. I mean, that's at least a weekly occurrence. Yeah. I mean, just saying. Yeah. Anyways. My, last, my last one is, uh, 
it's a it's a it's a weird company when I consider this because I don't usually hold it to the same standards that I, I would for Ferrari because of you know just what people believe in, in Lamborghini for what I believe. Mm. Um, but that's McLaren and uh, it's the mm. McLaren Seven Twenty S. See, yeah, I've never gotten those. More so, I've never liked the fact that they went away from naming their cars very concise things and going to the 379er-S yellow box. The, L- the LP1-4 whatever, right? Yeah, well, that's 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 Lambo. Oh, that was a Lambo. Lambo. Yeah. My bad. Lambos usually still have names, but they all have those designations. Right. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. For like, right, the Murcielago LP-670-4. Yeah. You know, this like, is, okay. But. This is where I want to talk about this and why this one's kind of weird to me. Mm. Um, so the 720S, $290,000. 4.0. V8, mm. 710 horsepower, which puts it within range of the Aventador and the Huayra mm. for a fraction of the cost. Yeah, but I don't think that you're getting the prestige that you would. I, I also want to point out that you could get that instead of the Porsche that I just pointed out. Sure. Just putting it out there. I would, I'd argue that I don't think you buy a a Huayra for prestige because 99 out of 100 people that you pull up next to at a red light won't know what the fuck you're driving. That's, that's kind of true. the point. That's yeah. that's like, the, and so like, maybe it's that's not a the, prestige. That's, that's it's, part of the X factor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, okay. It is for X factor. Definitely. But like prestige, I think is the wrong word. there. Yeah. Which um, you have to admit that the X factor of the Huayra is more than the McLaren 729er yellow. 720s, that one. <laughs> the fuck, man. Yeah, I think more more people are gonna recognize it as a McLaren. Sure, I think then sure. people would headlights. Like, yeah, yep. because of the because of the lines in it, which I it mean, still blows my mind that I never ever saw recent. the logo I mean, of recent. the headlight. I, j- the logo. Oh, is like the, in the McLaren logo. Yeah, yeah. I ne- no, the, I never got yeah. that until you pointed that out to him, and I'm my brain is still exploding out the back <laughs> of my head because of it. Uh, seriously, but I mean, like they 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 have way more expensive cars than that. I just like chose that one because it is that mid range, the one that's like, I don't know, it it looks like a McLaren, but it's yeah. it kind of doesn't. Yeah, it, it's it's a baby P one. Yeah, uh, honestly, like if I'm squinting, and you it, told me that was a Ferrari. You'd believe it. Like, yeah, maybe. Hmm. See, out of all the supercars that you have actually said today, Tim, that's the one that I personally would spend my money if I had it on. I might too. Um, McLaren's also uh, built uh, car reviews. Um, they've said that it is a driver's car. Although it is fast and it's really quick around a track, it is still comfortable to drive. And that's important. Look, you it's still you can, house money, man. Like, I, it's I understand still fucking house money, right? And I get that, and I and I totally understand it. I, I totally understand that point of it. Um, I would still want to build as opposed to buy on that. Yeah, but the like, driving experience of it, I'd imagine, is there's not a whole lot of cars out there that could deliver the exact same experience. Okay, it, like I get that. For sure. Um, but, you know, anyways. And last but not least, this is... Okay, I'm going to disobey my own definition of exotic because this is an import. The new Acura NSX. Cool, yeah. But that is an exotic. That is absolutely an exotic. Yeah. It, okay. Yeah. I, I meant that. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so the fucking, look. The original NSX was a fucking exotic. That car was built to like compete with those cars. Purpose built. And thank you so much for bringing that up, Tim. Yeah. The original NSX, the Honda NSX that we got over here as the Acura, but it was the Honda NSX, was the blue-collar hero. It was a supercar that the, the guy who was on, you know, in... Middle middle class to upper middle class could afford a supercar, a mid-engined supercar. By today's standards, it's not that fast. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. of the time, revolutionary. I mean, 
it was like the Ford GT that would uh, come, you know, 10 years later where the, the blue collar guy, he didn't have to be a hedge fund manager in order to own one. But now we have one for $157,000 and I'm fairly certain that's base model. It is not pretty. It's I, hideous. I thought I liked the way that it looked when it first came out. And then you looked at it closer and went, oh, oh. Well, I, well, I saw it I saw because uh, I'm pretty sure both of them are in the most recent Need for Speed game. And I was like scrolling through cars. I was like, oh, I want to buy a new car. I saw the old one. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe. We'll come yeah. back to you. Yep. Hit that one. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait. And I've talked about this like, yeah, it, and you before. Yeah, swiveled around it. Yeah, where you like, get the oh. like photo mode where you can like view the car. And I was like. I must have spun it like five minutes, just like yeah. looking at the fucking thing, being like, "Why did I ever think that looked good?" <laughs> Every day we stray farther from them, from God. It's it's hideous. I'm I don't know where I was going with that, um, <laughs> but like the front of the car has three different colors of blacks, and that's not it, it like black colors. That's not if there are four different shades of black on the front of the car if you have the car painted black there's a flat black there is a satin black there is a gloss black and then if you get it painted black the black paint it was it, it was $157,000 it looks like somebody saw an i8 like like Honda saw an i8 and was like we can do that better they, they can't. And, and they did. Yeah, and then they failed. And then they didn't. Because it's like and in the same this range. This is why yeah. Honda needs to not try any more with making good cars. Just own the fact that you are the Odyssey Accord maker for the world and live with it. Don't, don't, don't try to make good cars look, because you fall so far off the mark. Yeah, I, look, I, I it agree. still has a Honda badge. They're, They're uh, one for 17. Woo! Yeah, they, they missed the mark with this one. Hard. I don't think they need to stop trying. I think... They might have to try more. I think you need to really take a look at what you really should have done with that. Yeah. So, it look, and it, the reason why it makes even less sense for me is the fact that the NSX used to be an attainable supercar. Yep, that was the whole point. That was the whole point of it. Then it went away and the S2000 tried, but didn't quite. So the, And then the poor guy who, it was his creation, died, and they're like, mm, fuck that. And fuck that guy's memory, uh, his living memory. And then they come out with the NSX and disappoint everybody. But until next time, I am Dan Nichols. Brian Sanchez. And I'm Tim Wesley. Now get him, Grudge!